0: You guys be fine if I don't grab the microphone. Yeah. Alright, awesome. Um, guys, as we're singing these songs, a lot of these songs have to do with uh, Jesus, amen, right? Um, but a lot of them uh, have to deal with something very specific. Uh, that's His death and His resurrection uh, and His grace. Uh, and his grace is amazing. And his grace that's scandalous. And, uh, uh, we're gonna just spend the next few moments uh, before we dive into tonight's message. Um, just in prayer, um, because some of us, uh, some of us have been living uh, just, um, just our lives. We're just going, okay? And uh, but we need uh, some resurrection power in our lives. And uh, I'm, I'm not just saying for like a day. I'm not just saying for like a week. Uh, but we need that power in our lives. Uh, that that thing that gives us new life. Okay, uh, To live for God, to live for His Spirit, uh, to be like Him. It says, oh, to be like you, to give all I have just to know you. How many of you guys want to know Jesus? Come on, Right? How many of you guys want to know His love? Right? How many of you guys want to be like Jesus? Come on, right? Like, 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 we are following the examples of those who are in Scripture. We're following the examples of godly people today because they're following the example of Christ. Okay, so ultimately we want to become like Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a follower of Christ. When you follow something, it's because you want to be like it. Okay, and so um, tonight what I just want us to do is, is, is for like the next like two minutes or so, just get with one person. And I want you guys just to pray for each other, okay? Um, we'll have time later just to go like into prayer request times. But I just want each and every single one of you to find one person, okay? And just spend, maybe it's 10 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it is, just praying for them that they would experience that resurrection power, that it would be in them, that it would be flowing through them, and that we would be like Jesus, okay? Uh, And and, that we would want to get to know Jesus, we would experience His grace every single second of every single day, and that people around us would see that grace see the way we live, see the way we love and that they would see Jesus in us. So I just want to encourage you guys for the next like minute and a half to two minutes just to pray one with another. Sound good? Alright, go. (laughs) I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next to go to the next one. I'm going to go I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to and are and our not our for for all the references <laughs> to the data and because of You, Jesus, it's all. Because of You, Jesus, it's all. Because of, you of Your love, that my soul will live until dawn.
1: Because
0: of You, Jesus, it's all. Because of you, Jesus, it's all. Because of your love, my soul. And it's all. Because of you, Jesus, it's all. Because of you, Jesus, it's all. Because of of your love, my soul. And it's all, cause you, Jesus. it's all Because of you Jesus It's all Because of you Jesus It's all Because of you Jesus it's all because of you, Jesus, I'm Because of you, Jesus, I'm Because of your love and my soul. With. Can be seated. Um, it's all because of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bo. Thank you, well, Yeah, let's yeah, give up the Bo. We haven't heard the last of Bo yet. We'll be back. We'll be back. If I can get one of you guys to flick some lights on, that would be awesome. That's really bright up here now. Man, that's good. How you guys doing tonight? You guys doing good? We're just going to dive right in. Uh, We have some announcements, but we're going to hit the announcements up at the very end because we're going to dive right in because we have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, We have a very exciting portion of Scripture that we're going to cover tonight and we're going to cover next week because this week we're going to cover it with a little bit of a twist. Okay? I, the best way I can equivalent this would be I was in the uh, grocery store uh, checkout line today and I was trying to get gum, and I didn't know what gum I wanted to get. And there was mint, and there was fruits, and then there was this one called Trident Layers. And it was like layers and layers of goodness. And So we're going to be looking at the layers and layers of goodness tonight of what God has for us in His Word here in Ephesians, and we're going to layer it up really well with Easter! Amen. So we're going to be talking tonight about Ephesians and Easter, the two E's of April 15, 2014, okay, and we've got a lot, a lot to cover tonight, so if you will guys, I just want you to open your Bibles um, with me to Ephesians chapter 4, um, very important part uh, part of scripture, we've already been in it two weeks, we're going to continue to be in the next uh, probably a week and a half or so um but we normally do a lot of review how many of you guys enjoy just review Okay, so a few hands. All right, uh, so maybe we won't do as much review. The nice thing for you guys, the nice thing for you guys, I'm not planning to do any review tonight. So like Woo! I say every week, amen. I heard someone say amen. That's that. Like I say every week, guys, uh, if you missed out on the previous week or if you've missed out on all the weeks, we record the sermon. Come and see me. We can get those into your hands, okay? We are just cruising along in Ephesians right now. We've been in it for a very long time. And uh, how many of you guys are enjoying our time in uh, Ephesians? Yeah. yeah. there we go. There we go. That's a little bit better. Um, so Ephesians chapter 4, let me know if you're there by saying holla. Holla. If you're not there yet, say hold up. No, hold up. So we're here. We're going to be picking up in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. So if you're in 17, say holla. Holla. If you're, in, if you're not in 17, say hold up. Holla. All right, here we go. This oh, is what it says. Boy. Picking up in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, it says this. to work all uncleanness with greediness but to you have not so learned Christ. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you are put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and being renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of us speak truth with his neighbor. And for we are members of one another. Uh, for we are members one of another. Be uh, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun grow uh, go down. On your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to do uh, or something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve the holy spirit of god by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption let all bitterness wrath anger clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another tender-hearted together for giving one another even as god in christ forgave you let's pray dear god we just thank you so much for your word Uh, god we thank you that your word is perfect god we thank you that your word is true God, we thank you that your word uh, has stand uh, and has stood the test of time. Uh, God, that your word was for 2,000 years ago, just as it was for 1,000 years ago, just as it was for 500 years ago, just as it is for today. God, we thank you that your word applies to us now. God, we pray that tonight as we take a look at your perfect word, God, that your word would inspire each and every single one of us. God, that we would be inspired by what your word has to say. Um, God, that we would be encouraged by what your word has to say. God, may we be built up in our most holy faith. And God, may we be challenged by what your word has to say. God, may we be challenged to live more like you. God, to live more for you. Uh, God, that we would be challenged uh, to step out in faith. God, we just pray that tonight... Um, God, none of these words would be my words, but God, that you would speak through and anything that would be of me, God, may it just fall on deaf ears. Uh, God, and may your perfect word come through. So God, we just thank you and we praise you in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. 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 Well, how many of you guys know what's coming up this Sunday? Easter. That was very unenthusiastic. How many of you guys know what's coming up this Sunday? Easter. Easter. All right. All right. And, uh, how many of you guys know the Easter story? Alright, yeah. For the most part, I think we do, and I think if I were to have each one of you guys come up here for 30 seconds and try and just sum up the Easter story in 30 seconds, you'd have a hard time, but you'd probably be able to do it. If I gave you five minutes, we could probably all tell the story, right? Well, it's a very important story, and we're going to cover it tonight, Um, but before we do that, I just want to give you guys a little bit of context for why we're jumping from Ephesians to the Easter story. Okay. Uh, how many of you guys remember? It was a few weeks ago when we were talking in Ephesians. We were talking about we were once dead in our sin, right? That's the way it starts out. Uh, Ephesians starts out by telling us we were dead. We could not do anything. Um, our 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 uh, our lives were for nothing. We were dead. But something happened, right? God came, okay, and now we can be made alive. Through Christ, okay? And we talked how there's two words here in Ephesians that are probably some of the uh, the most important, if not the most important, two theological words put together ever, and they are but God. They don't have to sound all scholarly, but God, the two most theologically important words in the history of the universe because the entirety of the universe teeters on but God because God loved us so much that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And death, as we know, death did not hold him down, but he rose again, overcoming the grave, defeating death, taking our sins away, and now we can be raised anew in Christ. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Easter tonight, but the whole theme of the book of Ephesians, the whole theme, as as we've been looking through it, the, the theme of Ephesians is new life, the life of the believer, okay? We have new life in Christ. And it's through what Christ did for us upon the cross that we have this new life. So I think to fully understand what our new life is and and, and how it comes to be, we have to understand how our new life was given to us. And the starting point is there in Jesus' week of passion. So turn with me, if you will. Flip back in your Bibles a few pages. And some of your guys' Bibles that are big print. It's probably a few more pages than others. Um, and we're going to flip back to the Gospel of Luke. How many of you guys have ever l- read the book of Luke before? Do you guys know who Luke was? Luke. Oh, yes. And who was Luke writing his book to? Theophilus. No, he was not writing it to Lucas. He was writing it to Theophilus. Okay. And uh, and and Luke uh, Luke had the opportunity to accompany Paul. Okay. And, uh, uh, Luke did some really cool things. He also wrote down the book of Acts. Okay. Um, and, and Luke and Acts were really kind of just like one volume, uh, just, just, or, or, or one work, two volumes uh, of a very, uh, long piece of history. Okay. Uh, Luke was a very good, uh, historian. Uh, and, and so he writes these things down. So I want you guys to turn to Luke chapter 23 and we're going to pick up in Luke, uh, chapter 23, uh, cause I think there's some really cool things and I think we can see ourselves in this portion of scripture. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to just repeat that. I think we can see ourselves in this portion of scripture. Okay. And as we read, I want you to maybe <laughs> pick out and maybe who you think, ourselves are in this portion of scripture. Does that sound good? Okay. So this is what it says picking up in Luke chapter 23 verse 1. Then the whole multitude of them arose and led him, him being Jesus, to Pilate. And they began to accuse him saying, "We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, saying that he himself is a Christ, a king." Then Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, It is as you say. Don't you guys just love how Jesus kind of just, boom, just throws it right at him? Yeah, it is as you say. doesn't even, like, answer it, like, fully, like, yes, I am the king of the Jews. He's just like, yeah, that's what you say. You know, and, and, and Jesus is just quick and to the point. I love this. And then, so Pilate said to the chief uh, priest and to the crowd, I find no fault in this man. That's a big deal, but they were more fierce, saying he stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning in Galilee to this place. And when Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked if a man, uh, if the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at the time. Now, when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him because he had heard of many things about him, and he hoped to see some miracles done by him. So this is kind of cool. The people who are like against Jesus, okay, are all like trying to get Jesus in trouble, but the people they bring him to are just like, yeah, Jesus is awesome. Pilate says, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with him. Herod's all like, hey, I want to see this guy. This guy's a miracle worker. I want to see some miracles that he does. But we know the story and the crowd and, and, and those who are, Uh, the Pharisees, uh, it it gets kind of bad. And then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. They didn't just accuse him, they vehemently accused him. Then Herod, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked him, uh, arrayed him with a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for previously they had been at enmity with one another. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers uh, uh, and the people, he said unto them, You have uh, brought this man to me as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing uh, was deserving of death has been done by him I will therefore chastise him and release him for it was necessary for him to release one uh, of them at the feast and then they all cried out at once saying away with this man and release Barabbas who had been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder Pilate therefore wishing to release Jesus again called out to them but they shouted saying crucify him crucify him Then he said to them the third time, Why? What evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him. I will therefore go and chastise him and let him go. But they insisted, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified, and that the voices of these men and all the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they had requested, and he released to them the one they requested who for rebellion and murder had been thrown into prison out uh, but he uh, delivered Jesus to their will. Okay, so we, we see here Jesus being brought before uh, uh, the ruling authorities and the scribes and the priests and the people. They said, hey, let's uh, let's crucify Jesus. We don't want Jesus' realm. we got to kill Jesus. And Pilate says, hey, I don't see anything wrong with them. So I'm going to beat him and then I'm going to release him because I know it's your guys' custom that when the feast is here, we release a prisoner. And they say, well, we don't want Jesus. Away with this man. Away with this man. Give us Barabbas. Okay? We want Barabbas. And, uh, and, and Barabbas is a guy, and we hear this little story about him, is, is he's a guy who leads a rebellion. Okay? And he is a murderer. Okay? Um, and at this time, just to give you guys a little bit of history and some context about what that means to lead a rebellion. Okay? This is um, This is first century Palestine. Okay? Uh, Palestine has always been a place of much war, but it was very war-filled uh, back in this day. Okay? Uh, the Romans had taken it over and acquired it from the Greeks. Uh, And they allowed the Jews to kind of do their own thing, but they were still under Roman law. But the Jews got some special privileges, okay? The Romans gave Jews a lot of privileges because the Romans believed that the Jews had the most ancient religion. And so the Romans, being very religious people, admired this ancient religion and said, hey, we're going to not force you to do any of our religious things. Because it's ancient, we like it, you're going to just be able to do your own thing. So they got special privileges. And the Jews, in their special privileges, still wanted more special privileges. And the Romans are the kind of people who, I'm going to help you once, I might help you twice, but if you start slapping my hand, uh, I'm going to get really mad at you. Okay? Uh, and so throughout this time, there was a group of Jews who really didn't like the Romans uh, and, and really didn't like taxes. And this group of people rose up and they were called zealots. Okay? They were very zealous people. Hence the name Zealot. And uh, their whole deal was about striking uh, rebellion against Rome. They wanted war. Okay. Uh, they said, well, hey, if Rome's a warring city, well, war is what we're going to give them. Yeah. And, and, and and so this group was doing everything they could to try and get war to start some of the zealots even like approached jesus and tried to trap jesus and be like hey jesus you see this coin do you think we should pay taxes they were trying to get jesus on their side because jesus was a pretty popular guy back in the day and if they could get jesus they could get jesus followers and the zealots might have a big enough army okay so barabbas barabbas uh we what we know from history we know from luke barabbas started a rebellion and the romans crushed the rebellion and put him in jail so the jews They say, hey, we want Barabbas. Give us this guy. And this is the kind of crazy thing because up for about 100 years previous to Jesus, okay, there had been some folks coming around claiming to be Messiah, okay, claiming to be Messiah but never being able to fulfill that claim of Messiah. Their whole claim for Messiah was, hey, we're going to destroy the Romans. I'm going to lead a war and we're going to win it. But they never were able to do it. And so there's a striking thing that we can see in this little narrative here is that the Jews, the Jewish leaders, are really denying Christ's divinity, denying Christ's messiahship, saying, hey, we're going to take this guy, Barabbas, who wasn't very successful, but we're going to place him in that role of our savior, rather than the savior who came and came as a humble servant. And this is a big deal, because uh, I think so often in our lives, before we were believers, and, and even in our lives as believers, so many times we began to put things in front of Jesus, okay? How many of you guys th- think, and if if you were thinking about yourself, and being honest, you don't have to like answer it verbally, but if you think about yourself, do we put things in front of God? Do we put things in front of Jesus? okay How often do we rely on some of those things to be our Savior? Hmm? I mean that's, that's a big question okay Do we rely on our job to be our financial savior? Do we rely on our friends to be our social savior? How many times do we put things in front of Jesus and in front of his lordship in our lives, in front of his saviorship in our lives? This is important. And Paul even tells us here in Ephesians, flip back to Ephesians chapter 4 if you want. You don't have to, um, but you can. Uh, Flip back to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to see some things that Paul says, hey, this is how you used to be. And these are some things that can get in your way of following Jesus. He said, hey, don't walk the way you used to walk. How many of you guys know that uh, maybe you've been a Christian a short time, maybe you've been a Christian a long time. How many of you guys know the natural tendency for you is to start walking the way you used to walk before you were saved? Okay, we get into these motions that we used to be in. And Paul says, hey, don't walk like you used to walk. He says, that is in the futility of your mind. Don't walk that way. Your mind, back then, you you you, you were being darkened by um, sin. Your understanding was convoluted. Uh, you had ignorance. Uh, you had blindness in your heart. And then he goes on, he, he lists a few things, like lewdness, like lying, like anger, like sin, like being corrupt, okay? Uh, stealing. These are all things that, if we allow ourselves to put the things that we have in our lives in front of Jesus, we can slowly start getting back into these patterns of when we were uh, in in, in our old man. And that man, when we gave our hearts to the Lord, that man died. He can't do anything. But we try to go back and we try to get this dead person up, walking around like a zombie, trying to do his old thing. He's dead. He can't move no more because of the power of Jesus. But we try to, because of these things, we put things in front of Jesus. We start pushing Jesus away, and we can go, and we can start living the way we used to live. Flip back with me, if you will, to Luke. What happens in this story? They say, we want Barabbas. We want to put something in front of Jesus. What happens? They get what they they wanted. They get what they wanted. And I'm going to stand here and tell you guys tonight. If you start wanting those things in front of Jesus, you start putting those things in front of Jesus, you're treading on some very, very dangerous ground, okay? Because the more you start putting those things in front of Jesus, the more you start saying, I want those things, guess what? Those things are going to become important to you, and you're going to leave Jesus behind. Mm. Okay? And that's a very dangerous place to be. And it would be, my heart, that none of us, that none of us would do that, that none of us would go there. Okay? And now I want to flip the story another way. Because Jesus, as we're going to continue to read, and uh, I'm going to spare you guys from listening to me read a lot more verses, but I want to encourage you guys, I want to encourage you guys to read this story at least like three or four more times this week before Sunday, okay? Um, Because I have a little bit of inside knowledge, okay, Uh, on where we're going to be Sunday morning. And we're not going to be in the typical Easter portion of Scripture. It's going to be a great message. Okay, but we're not going to be in that typical Easter part. So you guys read this, get to know this, so when we come Sunday morning, you're going to be like, I know exactly what's going on. Okay, but we're going to see that Jesus then goes and he's beaten and he goes and he gets put up all on the cross and there's something on the cross that's written in Greek, Latin, and Hebrew that says, "This is Jesus. I mean, th- this is the King of the Jews. This is the King of the Jews." Mocking Jesus. Okay, and we see uh, some things happen and we see Jesus. Uh, Jesus died upon the cross. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. But the cool thing is, as we pick up in chapter 24, this is what it says in chapter 24. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and a certain other woman with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Doom, doom, doom. Very good. And then... They went in and did not find the body of their Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid uh, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you? When he was still in Galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. And they remembered these words. And then they returned to the tomb, uh, returned from the tomb, and told these things to the 11 and all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Jonah, uh, I mean, and Joanna and Mary, the mother of uh, James and the other, uh, was with them, who told these things to the apostles, and their words seemed, uh, uh, seemed to them like idle tales. And they did not believe. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb. That's kind of cool. Peter arose and ran to the tomb. Okay? So, so I'm going to let you guys finish the story. Okay? But here's the deal. Jesus, he dies upon the cross. Okay? The Jews said, hey, we want Barabbas to have Jesus die in Barabbas' place. Okay? Because as a murderer, as a leader of a rebellion, his punishment was death. It was capital punishment in Rome, and it wasn't just like capital punishment like by lethal injection. They crucified you, and we don't have time tonight to go into what a crucifixion is, but many of you guys know what the crucifixion is. It's not a very nice way to die, okay? It's so much not a nice way to die that this is how they killed people cleanly in Rome, okay? How many of you guys know how they killed people cleanly in Rome? Yeah, they just cut your head off, okay, because that's clean, right? Okay. Yeah, cut, cutting your head off, that's extremely clean. No, that's not very clean, but that was clean to them. okay? And we know this because, hey, guess what? Paul, he was a Roman citizen. He was beheaded because he was a Roman citizen. As a Roman citizen, he got a clean death. But Peter, on the other hand, who was not a Roman citizen, he was also crucified. It was the non-Roman way, the non-clean way to die. It was pretty intense. okay? And that was what Barabbas deserved. okay? If Barabbas was on death row right then... Okay. meaning that he probably would have died the next day. But he was released and Jesus took his place. Now, in this whole narrative, Jesus took Barabbas' place. Jesus took our place. And that's pretty cool because so many times we look to ourselves to be our hero, but we can't do it. We look to our own power, but we can't do it. We look to our own wealth, our knowledge. You name it, we cannot do it. But it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of his love. Right? Like we just sang in that song. It's all because of Jesus. We couldn't do anything on our own. But Jesus steps in and Jesus saves the day. And Jesus took our sin upon himself. And you guys have heard it week in and week out, but guess what? It never gets old. Okay? We have fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of our sin is death. We deserve death. But the gift of God through His death and resurrection is eternal life. God demonstrated His love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we have the opportunity to, to put our faith in Jesus and to have His blood <clears throat> apply and cover all of our sins. This is the crazy thing about this, and here's the part that I that I want to like reflect it back to Ephesians, okay? And I'm gonna have Bo. Uh, it's a short word tonight, okay? Uh, and that's okay because we're because we're gonna dive into a little more worship. But I really want to drive uh, this this point home that uh, uh, we were once dead. Okay? Yeah, we thought we were alive. Okay, let's be honest. How many of you guys can remember from before you gave your heart to Jesus? Okay? We thought we were living it. Okay? We look out in the world and we see people, I mean, I'll be honest, there's been times where I've been sitting down and I'm like, man, being a Christian is just boring at times. Look at them. They're all having so much fun out there. They think they're alive. Okay? But they're really not. They're really not. We really weren't. We were dead in our sin. We were dead in our trespasses. But the the cool thing is, because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we have new life. So here's the deal. We celebrate Easter. We celebrate the resurrection in Christianity. In calendar Christianity, we celebrate Easter once a year. But here's the deal. Each and every single one of us had our own little death and resurrection moment as well. You were dead and you were raised alive because of Christ. And so Easter is not just a once a year kind of thing. We need to celebrate and we need to remember Christ's death and resurrection every day. because It's because of his death and resurrection that we have power and that we have new life. Jesus said, hey, I'm going back to God now. I've done my duty here on earth, and now I'm going back into heaven, but I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses. And when we're witnesses, we're telling people about Jesus' death and resurrection. And the cool part is, when we tell people about Jesus' death and resurrection, and they respond by saying, hey, I want that applied to my life. Guess what? A whole little mini Easter service takes place right there because someone who was dead is now resurrected and is alive. And it's a time for celebration. So often, I've seen it in other places. What I love is it's not like this on the hillside. But in so many other places, I see people, they just focus on, uh, on Jesus' death so much. And the whole, like, pastor week is like, yeah, this is the week that Jesus died. This is the week that Jesus died. And then at the very end, they're like, and he rose again. Woo! <laughs> and, and then it's just like next week, you know? Yeah, he died, and he suffered, and, and in his death, he saved us. But here's the cool thing. The resurrection is the crazy part about it. And that is the part that makes us go crazy. Because we have that same thing happen in our lives. We were dead. And I don't think we can fully grasp this that well. Because we're like, well, I still had a heartbeat. My brain was still working. I was breathing. But we were dead. We were walking around dead. But Christ came and loved us and gave us new life. And it's that new life, guys, that that we've been talking about for the last 10 weeks. And I think this is a good time just for us really to pause in our study through the book of Ephesians to really think about the new life... That was a good pause on the timer. <laughs> pause. So, press play. There we go. That was good. I love Bob. But I think it's a good time for us just to really keep playing <laughs> and, 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 and really think about what we've learned so far in the book of Ephesians because we've really learned a lot. How many of you guys at times have just been like, man, my head's kind of swimming. I learned a lot of information. It's all good. I, I, I Man, I wish I would've taken better notes, <laughs> right? Take notes, folks. But we look back and we remember because Easter's a time where we remember. It is a set time on the calendar where we remember. And I think it's important for us to take a step back and remember some things, okay? Because we were once dead. But the cool thing is we've learned in our study through the book of Ephesians. We've learned that we were dead. We already knew that we were dead. Now we're alive. And in that new life that we have in Christ, we have a few things, right? We have some riches, okay? And we spent the first three weeks talking about the riches that we have in this new life as a believer. The the spiritual wealth, the spiritual blessings that we receive as becoming a part of God's family. I mean, how many of you guys remember those five things that we talked about? We were forgiven. We were redeemed. We were adopted. We were chosen. I'll let you guys go remember the fifth one on your own. But like, it's crazy. It's crazy the fact that God loved us so much that He, it was accepted. There we go. That's the fifth. That God accepted us. That God adopted us. That God redeemed us. That he forgave us. That's crazy. And with those things, with those blessings that we have, with those riches, now we have the opportunity to go love people. We have riches as believers. And how many of you guys also remember, as we've been studying, that as a believer, we need to be reflecting some things. And so I think this is a good time for us to pause. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a good time for us to get back in the game and play. No, but Paul, like, he equates our lives to a run, he equates our lives to a walk, he equates it, he, he likes sports. So when I say play, I'm telling the truth. Okay, we need to go. And we need to be reflecting Christ. Because if we're not reflecting Christ, and I've said it every week, if we're not reflecting Christ, then we're hypocrites. And that is not a good place to be. Because no one wants to be a hypocrite. (laughs) So guys, I just want us to remember that if we've given our hearts to the Lord and we've said, alright God, you come in, you take control, I want to follow you, I want to be used by you. He does. And He comes in. And the cool thing is, because of that, whether we choose to or not, we have a reflection of Christ. Because we are reflecting that death and that resurrection. And then it is our job to, with that, then reflect Him in every aspect of our life. <clears throat> in the things that we get excited about. Reflect Christ. In the things that we love, or even how we love. Reflect Christ. In the way we give. Reflect Christ. In the way we serve. Reflect Christ. In the way we walk around. Reflect Christ. That gives you guys the opportunity Sorry. to get involved. The way we walk around. Reflect right. Christ. Right. We want to reflect Christ with everything that we have. And that calls for us to lay down the things that we used to be all about. It, it, it calls us to walk a new life in Christ. To no longer walk the way we used to. And to put those things that we used to say, Oh, give me Barabbas. I don't want Jesus. Give me, you fill in the blank. Give me money. Give me fame. Give me fortune. All the guys said, give me ladies. No. Put those things aside. And put Jesus first. Put Jesus first. And realize that you were once Barabbas. You were once the one who Jesus took your place and set you free. That's important. So, with that, Bo, I already asked him. This is the cool part. I asked Bo because I really like that song, Scandal of Grace. Okay, because we serve a God who has such amazing love and has such amazing grace. Um, And his grace is what does it, his grace is what pushes us his grace is what uh, propels us in our lives to live for God and so with that I want you guys just uh, to stand up okay we're all going to stand I think John's going to make his way back to the projector and he's going to put some words up for us but we're going to sing this song oh one or two more times and uh, uh, I want you guys to sing it like maybe you've never sang it before like, sing it from your heart. That these words that you're singing in this song, they're not just lyrics. They're not just fun words. But they mean something. Because they're reflecting what Christ did in your life. And when we get to that bridge, which we'll get there eventually. When we get to that bridge, literally stand here and declare that it's all about Jesus. Amen? Amen. Can you guys do that? Yeah. Awesome to be like you, give all I have just to know you, Jesus, there's no one beside you. God, maybe it's just a friendly reminder to each and every single one of us uh, that we have new life, that we don't have to just live the way we used to, that we don't even have to live just this stagnant, mundane life, just going to the next place, just going through the motions. God, but that we have new life, and that new life is so exciting. God, it's just rich. God, there's joy. There's hope. There's love. God, three words that are so... Oh, God. Joy. God, may we have joy. God, may the joy of the Lord just fill us. God, may we have hope. God, may we hold on to hope. And when times get rough, when times get tough, God, we would hold on to your hope. that absolute expectancy of good to come. God, and may we love... God, may we love the way you love. God, we thank you and we praise you. Because God, it's all about you. God, we want to be like you. God, we want to give all we have just to know you. God, we thank you and we praise you. In your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Love it. Hey, guys, hang out. We're done a little bit early tonight. Hang out, fellowship. We're going to go out, I think, afterwards. Uh, But I do have a few announcements for you guys. So if you guys can make your way back to your seats and flick the lights on, that would be awesome.